living in supportive community uh, is not only something that's that's biblical, but we can scientifically prove that we need it. Uh, and so when we're looking for effective ways to, to respond to something that threatens us, that challenges us, uh, to handle things in a new way, in a healthy way under, under what we would call dire circumstances or during these unprecedented times, I think we actually have to, to focus on that supportive community more than ever. Uh, and so it's really a, a blessing uh, to be in a community that even prior to COVID emphasized that sense of belonging and emphasized means by which to connect and feel connection uh, between the, the community participants. This is Charisma Connection on the Charisma Podcast Network. I'm Chris Johnson. We continue our seven-part series on Evangel University in Springfield, Missouri, and how the university serves its community so well. We've already had the privilege of talking with the school's retiring president, Dr. Carol Taylor, and with Dr. Michael Kolstad on coordinating a pandemic response. If you're not familiar with Evangel, you're in for a treat. Evangel is an accredited liberal arts university. They have more than 70 academic programs. And we're seeing through these interviews Evangel's strong commitment to the integration of faith, learning, and life. And we see why the school is just attracting people from a wide variety of denominational backgrounds. They have a strong commitment to academics, and they also desire to combine the Christian faith with every aspect of life. So today, Dr. Brian Upton joins us on a very important topic, how to handle stress in a healthy way during this pandemic season. Now, I want you to get acquainted with Dr. Upton first. He is the Director of Counseling Services at Evangel. He's been there for 17 years, and he's well qualified to be there because he is a licensed professional counselor. He has a Ph.D. in counselor education and supervision and has a private practice where he primarily works with couples in crisis. But he's also worked with adolescents in the past in acute and residential psychiatric settings. He has taught many courses in counseling, psychology, and business at the undergrad and the grad level. And some of those courses are about the integration of faith, which we talked about, healthy relationships, career counseling, and ethics. On top of that, he's a speaker, and he keeps kind of busy with workshops. So, Dr. Upton, thanks for joining us today. It is my pleasure to be with you, Chris. Well, we're so glad you could join us on Charisma Connection. Now, all of us deal with stress at one time or another, perhaps even today, and some of us quite a lot. Now, then you pile on a pandemic on top of that, and, and things get a little dicey, don't they? They certainly do. Now, most of 2020, we, we keep hearing about this being such an unprecedented time for our nation and the world. But can you talk about what emotions are actually normal to experience during this time? Sure. Um, when, when there's so much uncertainty and, uh, and perceived threats going on around us, whether that be COVID, whether that be civil unrest, 
uh, even the recent political angst that, that we're all familiar with. Obviously, it's normal to be impacted emotionally and feelings of insecurity and having, you know, kind of an unsettled spirit. Sometimes it's really hard to to put our finger on how to describe how we're feeling, but that unsettledness uh, are common as a result of these unsettling times that we're in. Uh, we sometimes feel less in control internally as a result of so many things uh, being outside of our control externally. Uh, and so it's not uncommon for us to, uh, to experience uh, what counselors and psychologists call distress, whether that be worry, anxiety. We're just wrapped up in, in feelings and unable to effectively manage the stressors that come our way. Stress and distress go together, don't they? They do. They do. They've, you know, in, in the world of counseling and psychology, they have distinguished between what, what some counselors would call good stress or use stress. And, and I like to think of them as kind of like curbs on the road that we're traveling. They include things like our deadlines and our responsibilities and, and tasks that we have in front of us. And, and sometimes when so many stressors get piled up, whether they be actual things we have to deal with or things going on in the world around us, we become overwhelmed. We feel unable uh, and, and uh, you know, outside of our giftings, so to speak, to be able to deal with them. And, and then we just get fatigued and that feeling of, I, I just can't. I, can't. I can't engage the world effectively. I can't engage all of my responsibilities effectively. And it just gets very overwhelming. Well, you mentioned the deadline word, that D word that keeps coming up in my life. And evangel students are certainly well acquainted with that. So what are some ways that you've recommended students cope with this stress? Yeah, I think it's really important, especially for students who, who actually can actually attach to the structure of an academic setting uh, to be able to recognize what keeps us healthy, what keeps us pressing into the lifestyle choices that stabilizes who we are and makes us feel more in control, so to speak. Uh, a lot of that has to do with just adhering body, mind, and spirit to all of the structure that can help us. Here, here at the university, you know, there's an emphasis on, on how in community life we, we pay attention to how we can stay healthy physically, how we can stay healthy spiritually. And of course, that contributes directly then to how we process information, how we can do in our classes, how we can, how we can strive for excellence in our academics. When, when we recognize it, that it's a holistic approach and that we really have to stay healthy uh, on a lot of different areas in a lot of different uh, levels, body, mind, and spirit. It's how God created us. Yes, we are holistic beings, aren't we? We are indeed. Well, in a community like Evangel, care for others is cer certainly central to your mission. Now, what are some ways that individuals can pivot to reflect inwardly and also practice self-care uh, at a time when you might think you need to be paying attention to others all the time? 
Yeah, I, I think that we can uh, we can take our, our lesson in that from the world of psychology, or we can simplify it and simply look at, at what Scripture uh, leads us to do. Uh, Philippians is is really crystal clear in, in chapter 4, verses 6 through 9, talking about our anxiety and what we can do for it. Um, and when we think about how to process information, it starts by letting us understand it's important for us to have a thankful spirit. There's a context even in which we take our prayers and petitions. Uh, and that would be uh, that would parallel a lot of what we know in the world of counseling, because a lot of intervention strategies allow us to ground ourselves and it establishes objectivity and grounding techniques can oftentimes parallel a lot of, of thankful gratitude interventions that we're finding in Scripture. Uh, it provides a context that, you know, even Ephesians 5 talks about, and it checks our attitude, so to speak. And, and you know, we learn about that even in Hebrews. So it, it's really about being able to, to adhere to what, you know, Paul simply lays out for us, to, to keep a thankful spirit, to recognize uh, our locus of control and to be able to say, you know what, some things I just need to give to God because they are way outside my control. And then finally, to just uh, maintain a, a positive outlook uh, in the last part of, of that scripture, uh, Paul reminds us, hey, you've got to keep your head focused in the right direction. Whatsoever things are, are true and right and noble and admirable, and excellent. It, those are the kinds of things that, if we focus on it, will promote satisfaction, confidence, hope, and, and obviously have a, a direct impact on our level of anxiety. And what you're also showing us is that Scripture is relevant for today, is it not? Incredibly so. Uh, many of the things that, uh, that psychology would tell us to do in, in the form of intervention strategies, in the form of, of theoretical approaches— uh, we can find in Scripture, and so it's incredibly relevant. Uh, and, and in and in, of course, in a way that psychology doesn't, uh, it points us back to God and allowing us to be able to be okay with not being in control of everything. Hmm. Well, what lessons have you learned about how to navigate this time of you might call it extended disruption to life as usual? Uh, personally, uh, I'm an extrovert, um, mm -hmm. and, and I uh, I contextualize that by simply saying I need people. And so, in the early months of uh, of the reaction to the pandemic, um, you know, my wife was saying, um, Brian, you're you're going nuts, you're going crazy, dude. You need to be able to connect <laughs> with people uh, because being quarantined and at the house. Uh, she, she was concerned uh, because some of my basic needs as an extrovert, as someone who gets energy from being around other people, were, were not being met. Uh, and so you had to kind of develop new strategies for connection with people. And that's probably the biggest lesson that I learned uh, for me personally, uh, is that, um, you know, there are there are different ways to navigate connecting with other people and still having that intimacy that all of us need at some level. Yes, whether you're an introvert or an extrovert, you know, you have your own ways of dealing with things, but you're right, you get energy from people if you're an extrovert. If you're an introvert, 
you can stand it a little bit longer, I think, the lockdowns and so forth, but eventually you're going to need people. Correct, yeah. And, and I think that community can be so important in times like these. How important is it to surround yourself with a supportive community, whether that just be a few people or the larger community like you have there at Evangel, how important is that community to your overall mental health and well-being? Well, I think it's critical. And, uh, and all the empirical evidence in the world of psychology and counseling would, uh, would suggest that, that that's the correct way to look at it. Um, so being living in supportive community uh, is not only something that's, that's biblical, but we can scientifically prove that we need it. Uh, and so when we're looking for effective ways to, to respond to something that threatens us, that challenges us, uh, to handle things in a new way, in a healthy way under, under what we would call dire circumstances or during these unprecedented times, I think we actually have to, to focus on that supportive community more than ever. Uh, and so it's really a, a blessing uh, to be in a community that even prior to COVID, emphasized that sense of belonging and emphasized means by which to connect and feel connection uh, between the, the community participants. Excellent. Well, God put us in community, didn't he? He did. Well, Dr. Upton, I'm sure this has been very helpful to many of our listeners. So we want to thank you today. We have a few things to practice in our lives, especially during this pandemic. So thank you for being with us on Charisma Connection. It has been my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. And where else can we learn about Evangel? Well, I think the most important place and probably the most easily accessible during these times uh, is on our wonderful friend, the World Wide Web. And that would be evangel.edu. Correct. Evangel.edu. All right, Dr. Upton, thank you so much for being with us, and you are the Director of Counseling Services. If anyone needs your service, should they just give you a call? <laughs> that, that would be great. Our, our services are, are focusing on our students, so um, we, we would love to not only extend services to you, but we'd love to have you as a student as well. <laughs> Excellent. And by the way, how many students does Evangel have now? We've got a little over 2,000 students right now. Okay. Well, that sounds like a great community, and it's been a real delight learning about your school so far, and we have a few more episodes in this seven-part series. So thank you once again for being with us. And thank you, Chris. I'm Chris Johnson. You've been listening to Charisma Connection, and we want to invite you to go to cpnshows.com. That's where we house our Charisma Podcast Network with more than 100 shows. In fact, probably around 150 about this time. So if you're looking for more encouragement during this time, during this season of the pandemic, you surely will find it there. Go to cpnshows.com. And thanks for listening to Charisma Connection today. This has been a production of the Charisma Podcast Network. Steve and Joyce Strang are the founders and owners of CPN. Dr. Steve Green is the executive producer of the Charisma Podcast Network. We intend to honor God with every podcast and remain thankful to our advertisers and supporters who make these podcasts possible. 